Hi there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and Merry Christmas. So it's Wednesday, December 25th, 2019. And I was planning on counting up how many shows that we've done um, since April 11th, but I forgot to do that. So I'll have to do that for next time. But anyway, Merry Christmas and thank you guys for joining me. Um, we all... We always start with three cheers of joy, three selfish moments of celebration from the past week. And that's exactly how we'll start tonight. And uh, don't forget, any of the past episodes can be down, uh, downloaded from SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and of course, my website, Joycelyn Joycelyn. I mean, <laughs> www.joycelynwells.com. So everything is everywhere. And if you go to my website, you can access anything, my calendar, my books. Everything that's happening with me. So uh, I'm happy to be here tonight. So Merry Christmas again. And let's start with three cheers of joy. Um, I'm drinking tonight out of my 50 years of joy glass by um, Stephanie Specialties. And um, she made this for my birthday. So I've been rocking with this since August. Maybe I'll get something new to start the new year. But um, instead of drinking that wine, I told you guys that I wasn't drinking anymore last week. The bottle box that... Pinot Grigio is still in the refrigerator. I was over it. I'm drinking um, Prosecco tonight. So I'm drinking some bubbly. I've been always on the holidays. I have some champagne or some Prosecco just to remind me that I am celebrating and it is a special occasion. So three cheers of joy. My first cheer of joy is that um, I'm out of, school, out of school or off work for two weeks. And I have literally been resting, chilling the hell out, like so exhausted. And um, so I've really been making use of that time of just chilling. And I've even been watching some TV, which I'm really proud of myself because I don't watch a lot of TV and I haven't been setting any goals. So it's just kind of like lounging and relaxing and just appreciating the fact that I'm not running all over the place. My second cheer of joy. So cheers to time off from work. My second cheer of joy is that on Saturday, I got to hang out with my son to have Christmas with him. And I've talked about this before, so you guys may not know this. I'm the non-custodial parent for my son. He lives with dad. And that's a whole nother conversation. You know, I felt like he needed some maleness. And so it was more important that he was with his dad than he was with me just because of the maleness. That's what he needed to grow up. So anyway, I'm non-custodial parent. But Christmas is my holiday. Thanksgiving is dad's holiday. Well, this year, my son, who's 16, was telling me that um, he and his dad and the new wife, Stephanie, we're going to Georgia to Stephanie's family's house for Christmas. And instinctively, I was like, Christmas is my holiday. But he was talking about going there, and he was so excited about going. And he was telling me that they were going to Georgia, and they had a big piece of land, and it was on a lake, and he could go fishing. And, you know, he was really excited, like, I've been there before, and we're going to go back. And I just kind of chilled on, you know, the having the temper tantrum about it being my holiday. And I just went with it. So uh, Quentin and I celebrated Christmas together on Saturday. And that made my day a little sad today, but no tears. 
So, um, yeah, so we hung out Saturday. We went down and got some lunch. We hung out in downtown. We got some lunch, and I gave him a uh, Christmas present, which he wanted a, a MacBook, so he got a MacBook, and, you know, we just hung out. It was a really good time for both of us. So I was really happy about Saturday. So cheers to being a big girl and celebrating Christmas early with my baby boy. So cheers to that. And so... My first celebration was time off. My second celebration was hanging out with my son for an early Christmas on Saturday. And so now he's in Georgia now um, with his dad and uh, his dad's wife. So, and my third cheer of joy is, um, gosh, what is my third cheer of joy? You know what? I didn't spend a lot of money for Christmas this year. That I'm very pleased with. It actually caused me a little anxiety because I felt like I hadn't done enough because I'm used to buying stuff and all this craziness. But this year I didn't do it. I think that just goes along with me growing up. So cheers to still having money in the bank after Christmas. Cheers. So I'm very happy about that. So not going all out, buying unnecessary stuff and just to make it a reason um, to go out and do, you know, just to do something. So I was very pleased about that. So everybody got gifts and um, yeah, but I didn't spend a lot of money. So that kind of brings me into, so it's my three cheers of joy. And I hope you guys have some, some things that you're celebrating from last week. And if you're drinking something, tell me what you're drinking so that um, you let me know that you're celebrating with me and you got some toast of your own. That's my three cheers of joy. And so that talking about not spending a lot of money for Christmas, that really had me in a really kind of weird place today. And I, I've been a little, um, I've been kind of chilling all day, not a lot going on, which is fine because usually I have my son for Christmas. And I just, as I was telling you guys that I realized this is my first time not having my son for Christmas in like 10, 11 years and the years before that we were still married so this is literally my first time not having my son at christmas so now that explains why i've been a little mopey um so yeah huh okay so anyway so i was kind of chilling all day i was by myself for the most part well my grandbaby my daughter had to work, so my grandbaby was with me. So I was kind of written, but my son-in-law was here. So I was kind of in my own little space, and it, I was a little nostalgic thinking about when the kids were little and how I used to just work so hard and try to make sure they had everything. I think it's in line with what most parents do, how you work so hard and you try to make sure they have everything they want and even the things you think they might want or the things that they need and the things that they need, you know? So I was thinking about that today, how I haven't, no last minute run to the store. No, it was really just very chill for me. And that was different. So I have to accept all the time that I'm growing up, right? So, and that's one of the things I think we kind of lose sight of that. We, in our mind, we kind of stay the same age, but in reality, we are getting older and we do have to grow up and accept the changes and how things go. Even with like my daughter worked today and um, 
you know, I was, I had in my mind what Christmas should be like for my grandbaby, but you know, she's not my child. She's my grandbaby and her parents dictate the movements. So I did kind of realize this morning, I'm a little control freak. So that's something I'll work on this year. And I may have already known that, but you know, it really takes a lot, you know, cause I live with my daughter and my son-in-law to help with the baby. So I try to not get involved in their stuff. So that was really interesting for me to kind of have to just sit back and chill and watch things play out without offering how I would do it or the way it should be done. Yeah, that's a, that takes a lot. And you guys, I mean, you parents out there, you know that, or if you don't know it now, you will. So that was really interesting. Um, just looking at some of the stuff that happened today and thinking in my mind, how I think it should have played out, but that was irrelevant because it wasn't for me to play out. So I just chilled, I did some yoga, I drank some champagne, I wrote a little this morning and recorded some audiobook for More Virtues Joy, More Virtues 3. So I did do some productive stuff, but most part I just kind of chilled and watched some TV. But I was, I got really sad, like I felt, I can't say I felt lonely. I think it was more lonesome. And you know, you distinguish between the two. Lonely means you don't have anybody. Lonesome means you're by yourself, you know? So it's kind of a difference and not the same thing. But I did feel kind of lonesome at some part of the day. But the flip side of that is that it wasn't, it wasn't like I wanted to go somewhere and be with people, you know? Does that make sense? Like. I wanted people, but I didn't want to go with people. So maybe I just didn't want anybody. I don't know. But anyway, so that had me a little melancholy. Shed a few tears, had some memories, how things, how I wish things would have turned out. And what they'll be like. So it was kind of sad. But I mean, it was fine. So it wasn't a bad day, but it was definitely a reflective day of me as a woman as a mom and I guess people go through that because I am 50 so you know my life is changing I'm definitely different now than I was at 24 25 when I had my first baby so things are different and then I was thinking like why in the hell am I why was I here like why didn't I plan a trip or go somewhere and do something because you guys know as much as I like to travel what was it that made me want to be stationary like want to be in this space by myself why did i choose that so it's nobody's issue but my own but um it definitely made me reflective and i think i'll come out on the other side maybe tomorrow next couple of days when i start kind of figuring out what i'm missing about my past or what i'm anticipating about the future not even i even made a post about it what I'm anticipating about the future. But it's definitely interesting to see the way that things have changed. I've never had this much quiet time in my whole entire life. Like never had this much quiet time in my life. I've always been um, surrounded by noise. And that's one of the things to getting the freedom is getting rid of some of the fucking noise. And I've managed to get rid of so much fucking noise that now the quiet is almost, um, unbearable like i not even that it's unbearable but i'm looking for things to do so anyway whatever so you know that was it that's how i spent my christmas i watched the news started watching a new 
series on Netflix called Queen of the South. I heard people talking about it. And so I started watching it today. And I think I may be towards the end of season one. Really good. And, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. But that was good, Queen of the South. So I started watching that today. I enjoyed that a lot. So let's see who's here. Merry Christmas, Reginald. Hi, William. Hi, Julie. Hi, King Opalaka. Merry Christmas. Uh, oh, you blowing a little something. That's what's up. That's right. I love that. Hi, Terrence, Stephen, Floyd, Darren. Monty Vibe, Vaughn. Hi, Michael Ree. Congratulations, your wedding's coming up, isn't it? Hi, Terry. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Hi, Viandi, Frankie. Hi, Delatron, Sterling. Wow, you guys are awesome. Hi, Sam and Craig and Vanessa. Hi, Jay. Hi. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Christmas. I appreciate you so much. So now that I got all sappy, you guys know I'm an emotional processor and I get all sappy about stuff. But I mean, you know, that's me. I'm being honest about things that happened to me. I promise to offer you guys transparency. And, um, you know, hell, it's just real. This is who I am. This is the way I live, you know, and I deal with all kinds of stuff. So we um, have a tendency to think that people have this magic formula of having it all together when reality we all have our times of that we just kind of <sighs> shut down and today was kind of that for me my mom sent me a present that's interesting she hasn't really sent me a christmas present in a few years but she sent me a present so you know that was interesting my daughter bought me a present i don't even and that's another thing when people ask like what do you want for christmas what do you want for christmas and i'm always like nothing thank you no thank you nothing you know i don't i don't even know i don't even know how to ask for something that i like i don't there's really not even anything that i want so i don't just make something up to have something so that's really interesting i think my what i love is kind of um just being able to share intimately and in love with people like just being able to share those things and being happy those are things that i want but like material things yeah, I did see a person Southern Living magazine. I said I was going to go back and look at, but you know that kind of stuff I buy for myself. So <laughs> whatever. So I got a couple of presents. That was pretty cool. You know, what do you do, right? So, um, but I have enjoyed looking at everybody's pictures on the timeline. So that's it for my Christmas. And let me keep it moving. Tomorrow night I have from seven to nine. I'll be live in. Um, West at West Main Exchange. It's in West Tampa, 1944 West Main Street in Tampa. And you know what? It's really cool going over there because they had, West Tampa had died off, like really died off. You know how the neighborhoods, predominantly black neighborhoods have kind of, you know, they kind of scaled down. People moved out. They got rid of like the apartments or projects or kind of those housing developments and then, you know, gentrification, they're calling it. So it's kind of, it, hadn't started happening in this area yet but my favorite cigar bar opened there and now stuff's moving into the area restaurants a brewery there's a liquor store that's been there but it's black owned now they're building these new condos so that's where the west main exchange is real chic 
um, location. The decor is awesome. It's like the open wood face on the inside, funky, sleek um, furniture. So I'll be there tomorrow night from seven to nine. Hopefully that'll be fun. I did that the first time last month and I had a really good time. So, well, you know, I'll do it again tomorrow. I'll see how it goes. I think it's really just kind of building a following, getting people to come and believe in you and believe in your words and wanting to participate in those things. So um, I was having a problem trying to figure out what to do there. And I had a conversation with um, Faceless Love and he was telling me, I was like, well, what do you, when you heard about it, what did you think? You know, because they told me I, you do whatever you want. And I mean, what the hell? I don't know what the hell to do for two hours live. Uh, but I asked him and he kind of gave me a rundown on what he saw, which was perfect for some other things that I've been talking about. So I'm going to try that out tomorrow night. And then also on January 1st, I have a new YouTube series starting. It's got 10 episodes and um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Talk about men, talk about women, talking about being selfless and being selfish. So it's a huge, just 10 topics that I'm going to talk about for eight to 10 minutes each, just to kind of help us see, like, what does the relationship look like, the interaction between men and women? How do we flow with that without getting caught up and, you know, in these yucky ass situations, how do we keep them yummy? Like, how do you keep the situation yummy without somebody hating somebody or with somebody being mad at somebody, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, how do we do that? So that's going to be really cool that series and I have to start recording those because I haven't yet. That could have been doing that today while I was sitting around feeling all weepy. So we'll, um, let's see. Oh, before I get to my Facebook post of the week. Oh, you know what? I'll do that now. Hold on. Let me get it. I had a couple, I've been saving Facebook posts like all for a whole week because it's been so many good ones on my, um, timeline that I wasn't sure which one I wanted to use. So I'm going to find one right now. Oh, okay. So Lorenzo Hickson, and maybe Lorenzo Hickson and Larry Hickson are the same person because it said Lorenzo Hickson is with Larry Hickson Sr. And I'll tag them in it. But they said there was a post they made that said, the worst pain is getting played by someone you lowered your standards for. And um, I really like the post, but the funny thing to me is that we never want to accept the responsibility that we chose to do something fucked up. And I replied, the worst pain is knowing that you lowered your standards. Like you lowered your standards. You already hurt yourself. Like nobody else can hurt you because you've already, you did it to yourself. And so that, you know, that was really just kind of just caught my attention because it just goes in support of people always wanting to blame somebody else but everybody wants to be the victim nobody wants to own damn i shouldn't have done that i seriously believe that like i i truly believe that if i'm in a situation and i'm fucked up i can't blame anybody else in the situation it's something that i chose so we have to be very careful about that be be when something goes down own your role in it own your responsibility in it because it keeps you from getting caught up and trying to figure out what other people could have done, it keeps you okay, right? So that was really interesting. That was an interesting Facebook post that I saw. And let me see if I can find the other one real quick. Okay, and then another one was posted. It was copied and um, 
for by Christopher Jean. And he said, sometimes you'll connect with the person on a deep level and it's not even a karmic relationship, a twin flame or even your soulmate. The universe just brings y'all together like here, take a break, enjoy this person while you can. So don't overthink it, just love. That's kind of, I made a YouTube video about that. Um, I made a YouTube video about that topic about love. How do you receive love? And I always say that I receive love in every nook and cranny. Like I get love from everywhere I can get love. It doesn't matter. Past fleeting relationships, passing somebody in the street, because every interaction is intended. The universe has designed that interaction what happens with those interactions is we allow our human self to get caught up trying to prolong them trying to change somebody trying to fix somebody instead of just going in taking some goodness and keep it moving we always get messed up in that we have to pay attention to our human self that our human self isn't allowing us to get stuck in a sucky ass space so that i love that um response that um post because it talks I, I truly believe that if you sit up and you have a conversation with somebody and they bring goodness to you and you feel good having the conversation it doesn't mean you're trying to have sex with them or you're supposed to have sex with them or it doesn't even mean that it means you've had a great conversation and you left the conversation feeling good or you left the conversation with some goodness so I definitely like that too but we are so quick to be jealous and judgmental and think because somebody's talking to you or somebody's smiling to you whoever you're in a relationship with is so quick to be like oh you trying to talk to her and who is this woman talking to my man and blah 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 that bullshit simple stuff but you know sometimes you just need to meet people meet people where they are enjoy them have that moment of the opportunity of love and energy exchange and keep it fucking moving. It doesn't have to be something that lasts forever. And it definitely doesn't have to cause or create any pain. So I like that post too. So let me see if there's another one. Ooh, this one, I've, I've had hers on here before. Allison Christie Johnson. Oh, we talked about this and we talked about setting boundaries. Say so you disrespect yourself every time you say yes when you want to say no. You call it loyalty, love, friendship. Really, you're just hoping someone else will see how amazing you are and choose you. It shouldn't work that way. Choose yourself. That's how you teach them by choosing you. I freaking love that. And I talk about setting boundaries all the time. People hate, hate, hate when you set boundaries on how they make use of you. When somebody asks you to do something and you say yes, and you, in your mind, you say, want to say no, or you don't have time, or you can't. You're fucking yourself up. That ain't got nothing. They're, they're never going to see you and think, oh, my gosh, you're awesome. I did that shit in my whole marriage. Like, literally, my whole marriage was spent trying to get my ex-husband to see me. Felt like I could love enough for both of us. Here, I'm doing all of this amazing stuff. I call it juggling with fire standing in gasoline. Like, I'm doing all these great things. He's got to see that I'm great. He's got to see that, yeah, he's got to see it. That shit don't fucking matter. They don't see that. People take from you the goodness that you give and use it the way they want. They may not ever see that you're great. And if you're trying to convince them, that's on you. 
You can't even blame them. That goes back to the first Facebook post of the week. You can't even blame somebody else for not seeing you. It's you fucked up. You the one right here trying to convince them to see you, convince them to love you, convince them to be with you, convince them that you're worthy of them, convince that fuck that, fuck them. Do you? Don't even do that shit anymore, right? I just got annoyed thinking about that. Because, you know, we want people to think that we're great and we want our goodness to be appreciated. We do. But when you're in a relationship with someone who can't appreciate or who's only there to take from you, who's incapable of loving you back, don't waste your time. Just stop. Don't even waste your time. So that's a big deal for me. I'm, I'm getting so much better with setting boundaries. That's one of the things. Oh, thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Chance. Hi, Victor. Merry Christmas. Hi, Angelica and Craig. Hi, Merry Christmas. So that's one of the things that I've had to work on with setting boundaries because I make, I can do so many things at once. I can literally have so many irons in the fire and manage all of that shit. And it's funny because I always I always have a lot of stuff going on anyway, but then I'll stop and say, okay, let me get my life together. That to me just means I need to get some order to the chaos that's going on in my head. And Faceless Love always laughs because he's like, you always have so much shit happening and you never, it never looks like it bothers you. But when you're doing stuff for other people, you're doing your own thing, you're trying to work other stuff in for other people, you become tired, exhausted, and you're pulling from a place that's not your gift and it's going to kill you. You're lowering your standards because, you know, you got to do all this stuff to please. And you're setting yourself up to be um, fucked up. And who wants, nobody wants that. <clears throat> so learn how to set some boundaries. We got another week in um, 2019 before we roll into the new year. And maybe that'll be one of your resolutions. Set some boundaries. Say no. And so, I mean, what's going to happen if you say no? Are the, first of all, if the people are only dealing with you because what you do and they're going to go away. Good for you. Fuck them. Good for you. Bye. You want them to go away. So maybe the no is going to help them. It's also going to help you. And when we say yes, and what we really mean is no, we're already having the conversation of what the other person is thinking. If I tell them no, then they're going to do, don't do that. You don't know. You're not, we don't even have that kind of information on a person. Fuck them. Like seriously, sometimes you have to say no. I said that I've talked about that before. This isn't even the first conversation I'm having about that. And I'll say no. Thank you. Bye. No. Mm -mm. Fuck you. Bye. No. That's no and stop talking to me are two of the favorite things I love to tell people when I'm done with them or I can't do something for them. It's they don't you don't get to make use of me any kind of way. My use is here for the universe to move forward and be on my path. So you don't get to come and take from me and do what you want to do with me. Wrong person. Bye-bye now. And so we have to definitely set some boundaries. I find myself in those situations often. People are getting better now, especially at work, with asking me to do stuff that has nothing to do with my job. People, stuff that has nothing to do with my job, if I say no to it, then I'm a bitch. Whatever. Get over it. I bet that shit won't come up on my eval. I bet I don't have to go to professional standards about it. Whatever. You know, so... I'm not worried about that because I'm there to do a job. I'm not there to please just a person. And my um, sister-in-law and I had a conversation about that the other day. She was talking about how it doesn't sometimes, no matter how much you do, people won't see you and they won't appreciate you. And I was like, why do you care? 
why do you care? The only person that you should be worried about seeing you or being pleased with you is God, right? Or the universe, however you want to look at it. That's the only person that's going to be, you should be worried about because that's the only person that's going to provide you and has made promises to you about goodness. So whatever. I, I, a whole person, I already said that, a whole person can't tell me they're disappointed in me. A man, a man, not, not a man just because he's male, but a human, a human can't tell me because I mean, hell, if the only way you can tell me I've disappointed you is if you can see my life mapped out in front of you. Other than that, and I'm sure God didn't give you the map of my life. Hell, you can't even manage your own. I'm sure that's not the case. So save it. Disappointing to me, find you some shit to do. But it ain't me. Do something else. So those are my Facebook posts of the week. Several different ones, and you guys know by now, a lot of them for me are based on boundaries. I had to figure that shit out, man. That was, mm, that's hard, hard, hard. People making, trying to make use of you like that. And it was hard for me, but I had to figure it out, even with my children. Figure it out. So, you know, it's cool, but, you know, made those adjustments. I'm getting stronger, getting better in that. And, um, Let's see what we have coming next. So it is 9.30. It's Christmas. So next, you know, next week is going to be <laughs> New Year's. I guess I'm going to be on here. My first show of the year will be January 1st. So that'll be kind of cool. So I'll be here for that. So we'll do a podcast next week to get our year kicked off and, um, you know, try to figure out how to grow from here. I, um... Think of something else that I wanted to talk about tonight. Have you guys, did you guys see any of the elf, elf on the Shelf photos on the social media where people, anybody do the Elf on the Shelf? Anybody got little children that um, do the Elf on the Shelf? Hi there. Merry Christmas, Warren. <laughs> Hi there, Michael McConnell. Merry Christmas, Richard and Ronnie. Hi, Mary. Hi, Chris. So my sister did Elf on the Shelf with my niece, and she had some, she's really creative. When my kids were younger, we didn't have the Elf on the Shelf. But that's kind of fun. I think that's probably something fun people have been doing for a few years. As a matter of fact, I believe... I think it was Faceless Love that told me he went to school with the guy whose wife came up with the elf on the shelf. So it was, I believe it is him that said that. Honey, send me a text message if that if that was you. So he said he has um, a guy he went to school with. His wife came up with the elf on the shelf concept. And if you guys don't know what it is, there's a little elf that plays around during the holidays, right? So the elf plays around during the holidays and gets into all kind of mischief. Like one that somebody else posted was the elf, the bottom had been injected with icing to look like it had butt, but um, what do you call it, ass? Uh, what do you call it when you get your butt changed? I forgot, augmentation. So you got like a butt augmentation. So um, they had one like that. We had, my sister did one where the elf got sick because a stranger touched it. So it was like in the bed and it had a fever. So that was kind of funny. So it was a lot of them out there. And if you have little kids, it's probably something fun to do. The elf just gets caught up in all kinds of mischief. So, but that was the elf on the shelf. I may put a couple of those on my website. Just, I mean, on my um, 
Joy Exposed Facebook page just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about, the elf on the shelf. But I didn't do it. I just thought it was really cool that um, people did do the elf on the shelf. So that's pretty fun. Um, let's see what else. Something. I try, I try not to fuss because it's Christmas. I don't want to be fussing at nobody because um, it's Christmas time. Oh, you know what? Somebody was... Um, uh, oh, yeah, he did say it was him. So the guy went to uh, University of West Georgia, uh, and his wife came up with the concept for the Elf on the Shelf. So that's pretty cool to have that, you know, that kind of connection to something that I had no idea about. Um, so it's kind of fun. And then there's also a post I saw. Uh, I'm going to say that for next week. I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it. But let me advise you guys to do something while we're talking about it pictures that you take on your phone if you have a way to put them somewhere that people can't see them you should do that because i was looking through some pictures on my phone and i seriously be taking pictures of some bullshit. man i did i had no idea how much shit i'm taking pictures of from uh you know, smoking my cigars, drinking, you know, some risk, more risky kind of pictures and snapshots of other people. And man, I was looking through my phone like, I got to delete some of this stuff on my phone. <laughs> so, so that's my advice to end the year. If you have some risky pictures on your phone, get rid of that shit. I never even knew. And it's really a kind of a, Coleman, a mishmash of everything because I take pictures all the time. I, I could sometimes take 100, 120 pictures a day, random, just taking pictures. Like easy take, that's an easy number to get 100, 120. It's easy to do that in a day because I always find so many delicious things I want to capture. I want to be able to flip back through my pictures and see all the good stuff I did or thought about doing. But I guess I should probably get rid of that, especially if somebody should get a hold of my phone. Then that would be a little taboo, right? <laughs> so we gotta gotta be careful. Uh, yeah. So I gotta be careful. You gotta get rid of that stuff off your phone. You keep yourself safe, you know. But um, and keep other people safe. But anyway, that's pretty. That was pretty interesting to me. So this is the last thing I'm the bulk of the talk conversation is going to go here. I had a conversation with a young girl um, last week. When I say young, she's like 26, 27. But I was talking to her last week and she was having a hard time because she and her child's father are not together anymore. And so now their child is six and they're having to split the holidays. And she was having a hard time with it. And I, I answer, I answer her pretty harshly and I had to backtrack because I have to remember I'm 50, she's 26, 27. And my reality is different from her reality, right? So I really had to check myself because I was like, you were a bitch in that response. But I just felt like when I said it, it was probably the most fluid thing I had said all day because anyway, she had, a, she was upset because she had to split. I, I don't know how, I think it was something like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I need to be with my baby. on I want to be with my baby on Christmas. This is going to be so miserable. What am I going to do? 
you know, so she was kind of having that rant. And I was like, well, first of all, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Second of all, it's about the baby. So you can't get caught up and it's about the baby. So you can't be around here miserable and blah, 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 blah. And then the baby's carrying your burden, the burden of you because you're unhappy. And she was like, well, we ju I just want us to be together. We, we could be together for Christmas. And I told her, I said, no, she said, I just think it could be different if we were all together, something like that. And I told her, I said, well, it sounds like you want to be together in the relationship, but the relationship is over. The relationship is over. You have a child with this man who you're no longer in a relationship with. That's a hard pill to swallow. And then I was so harsh in my response, I think, because that wasn't something that I chose for myself, but that was me as the child dealing with my mom and my dad, right? So I think it was, to me, I think about the impact that these negative conversations have on the child. And that's what we have to think about as parents. You know, it's hard to tell people to get married and then have a baby or, you know, it's you can't tell people how to do the things that they do. But we also can expect to be able to control people to do the things we want them to do because we want it. Didn't I say earlier, somebody put have some boundaries on you? Fuck them. You can't put boundaries on me. And that's where a lot of people get caught up and that as the child in that situation, and I did tell her I'm speaking from experience as the child, being torn between my mom, torn between my dad. I'm speaking from a wholesome place. Like as a child, the impact of those conversations, what they had on me, <coughs> how they affected me. And you literally have to put on this unique face of you're okay, not that it's a lie, you might not be okay. And guess what? That's your fucking issue if you're not okay. You chose this, this is what you chose. So if you're not okay with what you've chosen, how do you feel somebody else, a child is gonna be okay with what you've chosen? They don't have a choice, they just have to be in it. But you, because you chose this situation, have to make an effort to keep the child safe. That's huge for me. I deal with so many kids who come from so many fucked up backgrounds being used to make the one parent mad at the other, being used for this, being used. I deal with that shit all the time. These kids are damaged as hell. They don't know how to build relationships. They don't even know how to have a relationship without trying to manipulate in the relationship. Think about that. When you, do, when you know that you're aware of people who manipulate, and I am, I'm aware of people who manipulate who say stuff to you to get a response out of you. People intentionally use words and phrases to get a response that they want out of you. They're manipulators. So, so I deal with kids who only know how to manipulate. They've only been manipulated their whole life. They don't even know how to have a straight ass conversation. Their intention is to manipulate, but they don't know it. That's what they've been taught that's the conversation they have right so i you know she and i had the conversation about that and i just told her well it ain't about you suck it up get the hell over it now i think about this i just told you guys my son went away with his dad and stepmom or his dad and wife um for christmas 
And not even a week before that, we had a big to-do about the way that she was talking to him, how she was reckless in her words to him, and he still went away with them. Now, I could be all kinds of crazy as fuck. I could be, but that doesn't benefit my son. What benefits my son is that I'm an adult. What benefits my son is that his well-being is he's okay. So you have to really take in consideration the children when you end up in these split relationships during the holidays. Do you think I didn't want to be with my son today? I absolutely wanted to be with him. And you know what? I just sent him a text message, like all the other text messages I sent. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, babe. He said, Merry Christmas, mom. I love you. I love you too. That, that's what I sent to him. I couldn't be, I'm not going to tell him, oh my God, I was so miserable without you and blah, 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 to make him feel some kind of way because he chose goodness for himself. Hell no, that's on me. I'm divorced. My children have to split the holidays, how they have to split them. I don't have to worry about the girls anymore because they're grown. But when they were younger, I had to, they go for Thanksgiving. So I always worked on Thanksgiving. We need somebody to work Thanksgiving day. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because I was off Thanksgiving. I had my kids. So that was my day. I would go work for Thanksgiving. And so, but Christmas was mine. So I had to, I planned for my Christmas, right? So I couldn't sit up and whine about Thanksgiving when Christmas was my day. Or whine about spring break or whine about, you know, we got to stop. We got to stop manipulating our children into feeling some kind of way about us, our adult feelings. So when people are in these situations and they're caught up with their kids trying to figure out how to manipulate the kid to be on their side or get the kid to feel the way that they're feeling, it's not on the kid to feel that way. That's your own shit you gotta deal with. Like literally that's, you've got to deal with that. So Christmas is the holidays are a tough time across the board and they will always be. Think about that. My ex-husband and I have three kids, but we're gonna we have one grandchild. We'll have more grandchildren, and we'll probably always try to figure out how we're gonna do the kids or where the kids are gonna come. Or if they're having Christmas at one of the kids' house, will he and his wife come and will I come? Right? And am I gonna go? I'm I'm single, so I'm not married. So am I gonna go? Or am I not going to go? Are we going to be mad at each other that we can't be together in the same place? And are we? No, I'm not going to do any of that shit. It's childish. That's childish and it's damaging to the family. But people go through that shit all the time. I guarantee you right now, you know somebody that won't go somewhere because somebody else is there. I don't like them. And if they're going to be there, I ain't going to be there. And they go. So the people who are trying to put it together and just draw genuine love. They're in a fucked up space because they want to be with everybody, but they can't because there's an issue. Grow up. We can't do that, especially when the kids are involved. We can't do it. I will, My children can have, invite me to whatever, and I don't care who's going to be there. I could go to their event and every man I ever dated could be there and I could give two shits. My kids want me there. My kids want them there. We're all there together. Let's have a great time. I'm not worried about any of it because I'm aware enough of myself to accept my role in these relationships and the fact that I chose 
I chose to be in a relationship with my ex-husband. I chose him, he chose me to be in a relationship with the man that I dated. I chose him, he chose me. I chose all that shit. So I'm not going to sit up pouting and pouting and whining about it because who cares? It's on me. Ownership. That's how we have to look at starting the new year. Ownership of your responsibilities and ownership of what you're trying to do to move forward and to not damage anybody in the process. Sorry. So, you know, she and I had that conversation and I text her later and just to check on her and to tell her that, you know, my bad. I was a little harsh, but I'm 50. So I, I know what it is. I know what it is. And I know it's painful. But if you can't figure out how to choose something for yourself for eight hours, 16 hours, 24 hours, it's not about your child. That's about yourself. That's on you. That ain't about nobody else. If you if you don't even want to be with you, why somebody else want to be with you? Think about that shit seriously. If you don't want to be with yourself, why somebody else want to be with you? Hell, if you can't stand yourself for 24 hours, ain't nobody else going to stand you. <laughs> so, we all, you know, and that's just some time that we have to figure out how to take care of ourselves and how to not put our children in these jacked up situations. And, um, you know, just to kind of keep everybody healthy, starting with yourself, how to get yourself ha healthy, how to get yourself happy to be in a good position. And that is a big damn deal for me. I want to be happy, which goes back to me being by myself for most of the day today. I could, you know, I could be like, wah, wah, I'm so alone, blah, 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 blah. What the fuck? Who cares? Who? I mean. Seriously, who the fuck cares that I'm by myself on Christmas? Who cares? Who cares that I'm by myself on Christmas? Nobody. Those are my choices. That's something I chose. The, anything that I did leading up to Christmas in my whole life, me being alone on Christmas is a choice that I've made. So what's, what's the point of me whining about it, right? So that's where I am right now. I don't care. I I'm accepting it. Like, this is what I've chosen and this is what's going on. And I literally just stand by that. So, you know, when you, if you know somebody that struggles with their kids at the holidays and trying to set where the kids go and where the, and who did this and who, if you have somebody, you just tell them, you know what? It ain't about you. It's about the kid. Make sure the kid is happy. Make sure the kid is taken care of without trying to manipulate them into being on your side. When I was getting, um, at the beginning when I was separating and getting divorced from my ex-husband, one of the things that he used to always do is talk about me to our kids. He was like, your mama this, and that bitch this, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, our kids were kind of young, like 12, 10, and 3, right? So they were young when all this was going on, and he was just talking about it. And I, I didn't say anything to the kids, because the kids would be like, Dad said such and such a dad. And I was just like, oh. And so one day I told him, I said, you've got to stop talking about me to the kids. You literally have to stop talking about me negative to the kids. Well, they need to know who you are. I'm like, but that's not for you to tell them. They're going to know who I am because they're, I'm their mother. 
They're going to know me because I'm going to be there. Like they'll get to know me just like they'll get to know you. I said, and for all the negative things that you're saying about me and all the bitches and blah, 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 all the shit you're letting fly, they're going to figure out what they think about both of us. They'll know us as people, not just mom and dad. So you really have to stop doing that. You know, so you know, we kind of had a conversation and it was limited, but I mean, I did have to put it out there. And um, a few years later, my son was probably six or um, my son was probably six, maybe seven, eight. He had come for the summer and, you know, we hung out. That's what we did. We, so, since I'm non-custodial, I'm the fun parent. So he come visit me. We're on vacation. We get to go ride bikes and swim and blah, 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 whatever. I didn't deal with the school stuff because I was in a different state. So he came to me on the holidays and long weekends. Anyway, so he went home after our summer and he told his dad, he was like, yo, dad, let me talk to you for a bit. Like, have a man to man, you know. And my ex husband, now my ex husband told me this story. And my ex husband was like, what's up, man? He was like, man, you know, I've been with mom all summer. He was like, yeah. He was like, I mean, she's beautiful. She's the smartest person I know. And she's so much fun. Like, what did you do? Like, what did you do that you're not married to her anymore? So my ex-husband told me this. This is coming from our son. And he said, uh, he said, I couldn't do anything but just look at him and just say, yeah, man, I messed up. And, you know, and I just, I didn't have to say anything because it just went back to saying, they'll find out who we are. I am a lot of fun. I am adventurous. I don't care about going and walking and doing and hanging out. It doesn't matter to me. I could be asleep and you say at two in the morning, hey, let's get up and go such and such. Okay, I'm with it. Like, I'm, that's me. I'm up. That's my personality. So that's one of the things I had to help my ex-husband to understand is like, maybe these are all of the negative things you think about me. Maybe you feel like I'm a bitch. Maybe you hate me. Maybe this disdain, whatever. That's on you. You cannot put that on our children. And I really stood firm on that. And that's how I kind of, I live the same way now. You know, I'm, I'm still the same person. I love to have a good time with my kids. I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's go ride in the, let's go ride in the, um, on the trolley. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's fly to Italy. Let's do this. Let's do, I'm, all, that's me. That's my personality. So I don't really have those fears. But he had to figure out that he couldn't, there wasn't anything he could say negative about me because the kids would figure out who we were. And that's what I was trying to help the young lady understand is that it doesn't matter what you say or what your fears are, your child will grow up in this situation that you help to create and figure out their own ideas of who the players are, who's significant, where they get love from, who's manipulating them, who's pulling their strings, who's doing this, who's doing this. So the holidays are a tough time for kids. They just want to be fucking kids. They're not therapists. They ain't, they're not going to fix your relationship. <coughs> they're not pawns. You don't get to play them this way, play them that way, manipulate them. They're whole ass kids. They have to grow up to be whole ass adults. Whole adults. 
And when you sit up and trying to get them to be on your team or to align with you because you're manipulating them, they're going to see through that shit. And you're going to have some sad, sad days ahead of you. Sad days ahead of you. Right? So you can't do that. You have to let people grow and let people be and love them and give them happiness and get to a good place in their life. That's the key. That's how, that's when you know you're raising an adult somebody to be an adult when you're giving them that autonomy to develop their ideas about who's who. I tried very hard. I may make snide comments about my ex-husband sometime. I mean, I am a woman. I can be petty. I am not knocking it. I can. And I'll laugh. And sometimes I'll catch myself and say, never mind. I shouldn't have even said that shit out loud. But that's the petty me. I mean, because my ex-husband is divorce he we divorced he remarried last year he's doing well so of course there's a little bit of me like and he seems to be happy you know so i'm like dang wish we could have been he could have been happy like that in our marriage so there's a little bit of me looking at that trying to see what the differences are and i own it i don't knock it right but she is she's a we're not the same people so he said it's his soulmate. He told me that it's his soulmate. So he feels like he's met that person. And which is really good because I think that's important that you've met that person. So I, you know, I get a little, you know, kind of looking at it, the little their relationship and the fact that he's remarried. But and I may make a slick comment every now and then. But my kids, my son especially, be like, Mom, seriously, that's what we're gonna do. And I'll be like, My bad, my bad. I was feeling a little spry today. I was a little frisky. You know, and I laugh it off. But sometimes I do make the comments. But it's not I don't think the comments are to it's not to turn him away from his dad because Hell, he's with his dad because that's what I chose, that he lives with his dad and not with me. So that's where he needs to get his maleness from and he needs to get his goodness. So we really have to pay attention to our children and raising them and allowing them to see who the other person is in the relationship. Now, I'm sucker for it. I've tried to cover for my ex-husband for years. I would buy Christmas presents from mom and dad. I buy do this from mom and dad. Dad said this, and dad don't even know what the hell is going on. I covered for him and made concessions and tried to make it seem like he was a part of the team and this and this and this. But then when you pull back on that, because that's manipulating too, right? So that's manip you're doing stuff, trying to get the other person to appreciate you. All of this that we've talked about tonight. But when I start pulling back and only doing me, the other shit start falling short and everybody has to see who the players are. So it wasn't right for me to be like, oh, dad wanted to get you such and such for Christmas and then we're not together anymore and then dad doesn't do anything for Christmas. Then they're looking like, well, why did he stop when in actuality he wasn't doing it in the first place? That was me. That's manipulation. So we really have to be aware of how we use people and information to make it look like or to get somebody to think or you know that's all that is the ownership of what the shit is supposed to be so i'm really big on that um that makes it's huge for me because i just don't i'm not doing that anymore this is this is it like seriously i say this every week this is who i am i say this shit every week if this is all i can do it's all i can do i'm not going out on the limb i'm not getting in debt I'm only going to do what I can do. If I can't do it, I'm going to say no. If I can, absolutely, I'll do it. But otherwise, 
I can't, and I'm not going to manipulate you. I, if I loan money to somebody, I've never once called somebody after I've loaned them money and say, um, you know, I loaned you that money, or even when you're going to pay me back. I don't even ask when you're going to pay me back. Because if you say you loan money and I said I had money to give, that tells me I'm not getting it back. I have to be ready to not get it back. If I get it back, kudos. That's terrific. But the I already know I cannot be sitting around waiting. If I'm waiting for that money to hit so that I can pay this bill or this money, I'm, I've wasted my time because that's the one thing you know about money that you learn. People borrow money. You only give what you can give. Give it from your gift. Don't give it. If it's not in your gift, if you can't do it as a gift, then don't do it. That keeps us that keeps us pure. It keeps our thoughts good. It takes us the muck away. <clears throat> it takes the muck away from us and it keeps us in a good position. As soon as you start calling people, well, you borrow money from me and da 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 da. They start ducking and dodging and ruining family relationships and you're not gonna get your money back, or I'm gonna give you a piece of it back, or whatever. Set your boundaries up and say no. Don't even use it as a uh, to be antagonistic. It doesn't work that way. So that goes to setting your boundaries. Don't manipulate people. And make sure you pay attention to your children. It's the holidays. Pay attention to them. Make sure they're safe. Make sure they feel loved on and they don't feel lost. I think it was on my birthday. I talked about how I was raised in a family of seven children. My dad's has seven children that's including me and i'm raised with all these people and i felt alone like i think of that you raised with so many people and you feel like you're by yourself so you know you got to figure out where the love is coming from if it's actually love or if somebody's making ill use of you and a lot of times the kids don't know it kids don't know it right and then they grow up and then they're fucked up and end up in some yucky ass relationship because the mistreatment feels familiar to them so <clears throat> This is uh, Joycelyn Moore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. I don't even know where that came from. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Um, tomorrow night, I'll be at West Main Exchange from 7 to 9 doing Joy Exposed Live. And More Virtues of Three is available. If you want to read some or you want to excerpt, let me know. I can get you an excerpt. And let me see what else do I have on here. Uh, that's it. And I guess I'm just going to continue to enjoy my vacation. I will see you guys on Wednesday, January 1st. Happy New Year. And remember, you can download anything from my website, JoycelynWells.com. I'm on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere. So you tell me what you where you want it, and it is there. And um, thank you guys for spending this hour with me. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Merry Christmas. Good night. Mwah.